Hello and welcome to Manifest Simplicity, where we discuss intentional living, minimalism, and searching for meaning in a world obsessed with more. I'm Mick. I'm Craig. And together we run a website called ManifestSimplicity.com. We post essays, short thoughts, recommendations, and our rules for living a more meaningful life. What are we talking about on today's show, Craig? We are going to discuss kids making music, Yes. how to pursue your passions, Yes. and how board games can help you escape a kidnapping situation. Yes. Yes. That's a thing. This worries me because I know you were at I mean, I know we're recording this the day after you stayed at Faith's parents' house. Correct. And you battered them all at a board game. Yeah, boy. And were, was there a kidnap situation involved? There were no, there were no kidnappings. No, there oh. were no kidnappings. But okay, good. I am very competitive. Yes, you and are. And I do like to win at board games. I know you do. I come from a very large family. Well, not very large. There's four kids. It's larger than normal. Not larger than the average family. Correct. Um, it's not a nuclear one boy, one girl family. It's a three boy, one girl family. And we're all very loud and very competitive. So growing up in my house, if there was a board game to be played, it would most of the time end in tears. Oh, for at least one of you. Correct. Shall, we, shall I ask you these little questions? Ask away, my What's friend. What's something that made you like a l slightly miffed or annoyed this week? Negativity. Okay. I just feel there's been a lot of negativity this week that I've heard. Audrey, you know, like complaining, people moaning about something, people not having a good day. Captain Britain. Captain Britain. <laughs> um, Broken Britain. Broken Britain. Uh, and yeah, I'm just like, I'm not, I'm just not, I can't deal with it. I'm just like, Okay, yeah, have a little wind, have a little moan, but yeah. just then, like, move it's done forward. Move. Yeah, move past Let's it. Let's move like, forward, people. Yeah. Less whingy, more movie forward. And I think that's more of a British thing. I think we're very good at moaning about something. We do like a moan. But, but that's, our, that's our right as British people to have a whinge when we want, right? I'm going to moan. I'm going to moan. I'm British, yeah? <coughs> I'm going to moan. Right? Yeah, I think moaning's fine. I think moaning's healthy. Sometimes it helps get things off your chest. Yeah. But then when it comes from the same people over and over and over, and like you're moaning about something that you have no control over. Yeah. Like that's what annoys me the most. Yeah. If you have no control over it, don't moan about it. Right? Yes. Or if try try to not continually moan about it. If it's the same people over and over again, you got to think about it like this. You can't change them. You can't. But you can not be around them. Yes. Well, some of them we work with, so... You can spend less time around people who are negative and more time around people who challenge you to, like, I, like make your life a bit better and move forward. Mm. Um, okay, so negativity has made you a bit Just annoyed. general little bit negativity this okay. week. What, yeah. has, what has made you super happy this week? I'm happy about, and it links to the Passions podcast we're doing. Right now. Right now. This one that you're in. Uh, this I'm dimension. happy with my photography progression. Okay. So So we had a masterclass. Well, I wouldn't call it a masterclass. I'd call it me, like... Mihao is a, a master. He is a master. And he did teach the class. Yeah. So, so we had... We went on a little walk with Mihao and he kind of... He kind of just reminded us, I think, of some things we kind of already knew the concept of. Like really basic things. Yeah, like rule of thirds and light and um, what are those lines called? And like if you want uh, leading lines. Leading lines. And if you want to take, um, 
a black and white image, use a, f a black and white filter to take the image. Yeah. Don't take an image, then turn it black and yeah, white. Yeah, like because... little tricks that we didn't know about <laughs> yeah, that or, he or, did. Or I would never have even thought to. Yeah. I would have taken an image, turned it black and white, and gone, oh, that looks cool. But he showed us why taking the image in black and white with the filter first looks better. So. Yeah. So, yeah, we had a masterclass <laughs> with Mihao. We will put his Instagram in the show notes because he is a genius of photography. Yeah. We've, we know a lot of talented photographers. We know a lot of talented photographers. Mihao's very, very good. Yeah, we do actually think about it. Um, so, yeah, we've done we've done some shots with Mihao. We've done some stuff with Ryan. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've done some... Uh, Ryan's girlfriend April's really good. Very, very good. We've also, I hope, hopefully, going to do some stuff with Danny soon as well. Yeah, Danny. Because he's got a drone. Yes, he does. Yeah, we want to we wanna do some drone shots for our Instagram because we're... Droneites. We're minimalists. <laughs> Uh, I'd also, yeah, so the progression I've done, so I've been challenging myself, because I, I want to get a camera, I've looked at the camera I want, I know which one I want, I know why I want it, it's not too expensive, it's not too cheap, it's a good starting camera, but the challenge when I spoke to myself, and well, spoke to myself, spoke to Jedda about it with myself, uh, wanting to do it all, she said, well, why don't you take photos on your phone first, get, get into it, and then justify the need for continuing it as a Correct. passion or a hobby, so I was like, you Correct. know what, she's, she's not wrong. So yeah. I've been doing it on my phone. Uh, I've got Lightroom on my Mac and my phone now from Adobe. Uh, and I'm really enjoying taking pictures and editing. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, I'll discuss it more in, in the essay. But yeah, I'm really pleased with the progress I've made. And the feedback a, I'm getting is good. It's a good approach to have as well. Like, often when we jump, I'm, and I'm guilty of this as well, like jump into a new project or you find something that you're excited about and you're like, oh, I need all the stuff to make it to make me as good as the other people who have the yeah. stuff. Um, and we, when we went to play badminton um, last Friday, two Fridays ago now, um, we all, almost all of us hired rackets because we were like, well, we don't know if we're going to go again. So mm -hmm. why would I spend 20 quid on a racket? When and how much was the racket higher? One pound. Oh, there you go. Um, so yeah, it makes sense to kind of ease your way in when it comes to that kind of thing. So yeah, your photography is getting better though. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. There's a few pictures that I've seen of yours. And I'm like, oh, Okay. There I go. Because yeah, I, I really, like, I, I want to go into it more when we do the, the essay, but uh, yeah, I'm really into it at the moment. I'm, I feel the progression I'm doing is good. So. Sick. I'm and happy with my progress. Who would you like to give a shout out to? I want to give your boy Kevin Hart a shout out. Oh my days. We're going to talk about Danny Crandon again because we watched this together. <laughs> The the irresponsible. How good is it? It's, it's so, so good. So I watched funny. it today with Jen. It's just brilliant. He the thing that I picked up on that he does as well is when he has an opinion or he says something, he explains his reasons for saying it. He, here's the, here's the reason why people. He yeah, says that a lot. he's like yeah. So here's the reason why I'm saying that. Yeah, and did it, and you understand where he's coming from yeah. both as a comedian and the meaning behind what he's saying. And he's just he's just hilarious. He's so funny. Yeah, but he's humble as hell with it all as well. Like I think I think the interesting thing about him is that I was listening to a comedy podcast on the way home from work today and they were saying that there's some people who concentrate so hard on the stand-up side of comedy mm -hmm. that they get incredible at it. However, we don't see those people in films and there's True. some comedic actors who concentrate so hard on doing com like comedy films that we you never see them on a stand-up stage. And he's this like weird like middle ground where he's a really really accomplished actor as well as being a really talented stand-up comedian yeah so he's been in like all the like he was in the ride-alongs and he's been in like load of the jungle, uh, jungle, the, the jungle uh, book uh, welcome no what is it 
Jumanji. Jumanji, because um, it was in the jungle, Jumanji. Correct. Yeah, so uh, he's been in a load of like really cool films, and he does stand-up as well. And his Instagram is just brilliant. It's, and just, it's his family, it's him, it's correct. him and The Rock having fun. The oh, Rock's bro. Instagram is him and like Kevin Hart having fun. It's just good banter, but yeah. it's nice as a, as an audience member viewing his life. And he even says on Irresponsible, doesn't he? Like, I know my life's in the spotlight. That's the bed I've made. That's yeah. the one I'm sitting in and I'm lying in and I understand. Yeah. But screw you for judging me. If you want to judge me, like that's fine. But I'm still a person. I still make mistakes. So yeah. now nah, Kevin Hart, huge shout out because that really made me laugh today. I like the the my favorite. So bit. excited! So excited! <laughs> my favorite bit is when he's talking about all the guns that he hid around his house. It's so good. It's like, um, the, you you're gonna kill me while I'm putting my washing in from from the washing machine to the dryer. Hold on, let me just put. What is it he puts in his... Gun like compartment. A, no, he pulls out, he says, let me just add some ant, like fabric pad or something like that. He goes, gun compartment. <laughs> um, so if you've not seen Kevin Hart's new Netflix special, uh, it's called Irresponsible, and it is really, really funny. It's, it's, it's worth really a watch. It's brilliant. It's very, very good. Um, and it's in London. It is. It's at the O2. London, yeah. It's at the O2. And I was like, ooh. London time. The funniest thing about that was the intro to the... Um, to this to this comedy special, it's like some shots of uh, aerial like London. Ben We're talking about dro the drones. Oh. It's like some drone shots of London. Segway. Right. He does. There's a shot of the Houses of Parliament with Big Ben next to it. Yeah, yeah. Right. And a thing comes up saying Big Ben. Mm -hmm. Is that for the Americans who don't know that that's Big Ben? Because everyone else in the world knows it's Big Ben. It's mm. like putting a picture of the Eiffel Tower and going, "It's the Eiffel Tower, that." Yeah, because it bears no relative relevance on what's going on. Does it makes no difference. It's just a shot of London. It doesn't need a thing next to it. <laughs> and he even starts the act with, oh, like, hello, London, and yeah, all this yeah, sort of like stuff. So. Yeah, it's kind of but Yeah, maybe. I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I watched it with Danny. We watched it really late on Thursday night before we went to play badminton in the morning, and it was just hilarious. We woke His flatmate had gone to bed and needed to be up early, and we were just laughing so much we woke him up. <laughs> <laughs> it was super good. I really liked that special. It was very, very good. Good. Well, so, done. Yeah, well done, thanks. Kevin. Kevin, good job, mate. Yeah, thanks, Kevin, for making me laugh. Good job. Um, good news, everybody! News. Now, a few people have actually asked me why we do good news. Have they? No one questions me. They're just scared. They're scared of you, Beat mate. Them down. That's because you make that silly pop-pop noise and they... I'm not going to do it. They don't want to go anywhere near, anywhere near you because they're scared of your pop-pop noise. Pop-pop um, noise. Yeah, so the reason we do good news is because... We felt, when we were first designing the kind of layout for this podcast, we felt that there, there, the news... Too much negativity in there's, the news. Exactly. There's so much negativity going on in the world that if we did the news or just like current events or whatever, like some other podcasts do, like we're not <laughs> hating on that, but it for us, we we want people to feel like there is lots of positive things going on. And I want to highlight that. Correct. And we want to like shout out some of the people who are doing amazing things and some of the thing, the stories that don't necessarily make it to the front page because they're not, like if it bleeds, it leads. And these things aren't people dying or getting shot or robbed or whatever. So it's um, often these things don't make it to the front because they're not as controversial, um, but they're still really important. So we liked, that's why we like to do good news because good news makes people feel good. Boom, do you wanna go first? I'll go first. Yeah. So this is the news that Two-thirds of British children make music. Oh. So the proportion of children regularly making music has increased significantly since a similar survey was carried out in 2006. So, 
The majority of young people are active musicians. According to a report by national music charity Youth Music, in part of my sheesh kebab, I literally cannot say things. <laughs> in partnership with polling organization Ipsos Mori, or I think my sister used to work for them, the charity asked more than a thousand British children in get. Children aged 7 to 17 to describe their music habits. Some 67% of respondents reported engaging in a form of music making in the past week. That in 2006, cool. only 39%. So it's like all the way up. That is really cool. Did you play an instrument growing up? I did. What did you play? I played two. I played bass and then I transitioned to drums. Oh, what were your levels like? I, I was, I, I mean, I did beginner bass for a, a little bit, didn't get into it as much. And then I did, drum, I had a few drumming lessons from a few friends that were drummers at the time. Very, very good drummers. And yeah, got into that. But okay. I wasn't great. Like, I, I'm, I'm no, I wouldn't say, <clears throat> I wasn't say I was a fully fledged drummer. Okay. Did you ever play like in a band or anything? No, nothing like that. No, okay. No. So you're like, like beginner stage. Yeah, I'm not. Sick. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. There you go. There we go. We're learning things today. And I know you play guitar. I play. There's one over there. You do vocals. I sing. Yeah. I play drums. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Drums is uh, actually my first instrument. Oh no way. Correct. So the reason I picked up. And drums, you were in a band, right? I wasn't. I've been in many, many a band. Um, the reason I picked up drums to start with was because it was the loudest thing that would piss off my parents the most. Oh. Um, in a house full of the family that you had, was yes! that allowed? Was mm -hmm. the drums allowed? Uh huh. Oh. So I had the loft. So I just had, I had, at one point I had three drum kits up there. Oh. Yeah. Um, Jesus. So I played a lot of music. Do you ever have an electric drum kit? Um, no. Because they were good. They, they were very popular for like households for a while, weren't they? Yeah, because it's like you can practice and also not keep everyone up. Yeah. Um, uh, advocates of the electric drum kit will say that it is as good as playing the real thing. Don't think it is. The real world will tell you. It's definitely not. No. Um, so I know a few people who have kind of grown up playing electric drum kits and people who have played acoustic kits and transitioned to electric drum kits and it's not really the same thing. You don't no. get the same rebound off the head of the drum. You don't really get the same kind of noises. Yeah, you don't really get the loudness either, do yeah, you? Like, it's it's, kind of yeah, it's in your headphones, but you can just turn it down. Whereas right. drums, it's all yeah, about so like the excitement. Of, your and... sleight of hand and your touch, you don't really get to, yeah. really get to experience. Um, but yeah, I grew, grew up playing drums, uh, learned how to play guitar so that I could get girls in my teenage years. Nice. Um, and then <laughs> At wrote, least you're, if anything, honest. <laughs> yeah, and then I uh, wrote my first song when I was 12 and wrote my most recent song two weeks ago. No, Ooh. didn't know that. Yes, so I kind of have picked the guitar back up. Um, so this was a very cool story for me to read because I'm a big advocate for people learning an instrument as a way of developing their personal character. Um, and I just picked the guitar back up because um, I've got a lot of, bit more spare time. Yeah. So I've picked it back up, been writing some music, sent some stuff to the band that I used to play with back home. Nice. And we're looking at... Reunion tour. We're looking at, well, no, maybe not quite, but we're looking at putting together a, like, a little EP at some point. So there might be Mick Warwick music on the horizon. Oh. Exciting, eh? I've not written music that I actually care about for about six years. So nice. that's very, very exciting for and me. And that's your passion. That is what I'm most passionate about. Talk to me about your news. So mine is something I am also passionate about. So the, there's a charity, oh no. There's a charity that teaches homeless people stuck inside the hostel systems uh, and offers them scholarships around photography. 
That's sick. It's cool. Uh, there wasn't as such an article I found around it. Okay. Uh, it's a bit of an old news story, but I'm fairly sure it's something that's still going now and I've looked into it. Yeah. Um, but if you look up, what did I look up to? I think it was like homeless photography and it's like a UK thing. Okay. Uh, where they get these people that are like in hostels, homeless, couch surfing, you know, yeah, living yeah, yeah. wherever they can. And they teach them photography. They teach them out and about in the world how to take great pictures. Oh, wow. Uh, and I think they loan them the cameras as well. Uh, and then offering scholarships as well to help them get an education into photography. So, That's you sick. know, it's helping them better the sell themselves. Yeah, learn a new skill. Learn new skills yeah. to earn money. To hopefully develop into a, a career if ever they wanted to. So, That's so sick. I'm so down for that because I think a lot of people when they get become homeless are so can get so stuck in the negative and the mundane and the oh well, I'm homeless there's nothing I can do. I, I feel like it's very isolated. You, you can get lost in your own head. You can fall into bad crowds. You can obviously then prison, jail, doing the wrong thing, but. Teaching someone photography is teaching yeah. them a skill to help self improve yeah. to help any you know. any any skill you can learn is is like, even for people who aren't homeless like it's like and obviously homelessness is a massive issue especially in Manchester yeah huge Manchester's like a, a hotbed for it I like I came from London so I was pretty used to it and when you come to Manchester you're like wow like it's it's on a smaller smaller scale well yeah. smaller footprint smaller well, footprint bigger scale yeah, yeah like it's kind of feels like it's a bit of a of an issue so maybe it's something we need to look into kind of doing something about um maybe there's a, some sort of charity we can link to in the show notes or something that people maybe maybe we'll, we'll link to this and people if they want to donate they can go to the charity website yeah and definitely send, send some cash i'm down there. for that um yeah if you want to read either of the news stories they'll be in the show notes so you can head over and and learn about kids kids playing music and also this cool project that's helping homeless people learn a new skill yeah. Wonderful. Um, talking of skills and passions and projects that people take on, hit me with today's essay, Craig. Talk to me about why that you wrote this and kind of what the what the intent was. So I wrote passions because recently I've I've been reading Atomic Habits that you got me. Oh uh, yeah, it's very good. Book. I'm near the end of the book. Good. Uh, so it's been teaching me a few different things. Um and setting good habits, the right habits and the right behaviors. Mm -hmm. And one of the things it says in the book is about pursuing passions. And I'm all for making time for the things that make me happy, the things that I find satisfying and the things I enjoy. Yeah. And mentioning earlier, obviously photography is something that I've rediscovered a love for. Okay. Uh, so I've always, I've, I used to be an illustrator. I used to be a graphic yep. designer. I used to do design t-shirts for a few mixed martial arts fighters up and down the country and things like that. So that was something I did after leaving college. Yeah. And it was great, but it was never satisfactory work. Like I was always like, okay, yeah, this is fine. Yeah. Um, and I think photography has always been something I've been more interested in and more okay. passionate about, but n not so much passionate about, sorry, but more, I find more satisfying. And one, right. of the, one of the things in the book is to make a habit stick, make it satisfying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the same applies for a hobby. If you find it satisfying, like you love writing music, you love enjoying, like you enjoy the music, you get to inspire other people with it, you get to you know, um, create memories for other people. So when they hear the music you've written, it might like spark a memory, it might spark a thought. This is my you know, favorite bit feeling. about writing music is that when, when 
people hear it or when people you get feedback on it and they're like oh my god this is literally what you've just written or what i've just listened to is exactly how i'm feeling yeah it resonates with the massive my favorite bit but for me photography does the same thing so looking at an image so the website unsplash uh, is fantastic people the photographers that post on there are incredible some of the images are phenomenal um and for me it's a, a Photograph tells a really nice story. Mm. Doesn't tell the whole story, but it gives you a glimpse into what someone else is doing. Yeah, yeah, and especially yeah. if it's just a dead mundane picture, the grains all over it, and the lighting's terrible, it does nothing for you. But the, a proper nice photograph mm. can really stand out and look like it. It's like looking into that person's life. It, yeah. I really like it. Yeah, so yeah, for yeah. me, it's something I'm passionate about. Okay. Um. So hence the the writing about it and I wanted to I wanted to talk about passions a bit more on the podcast so yeah okay so uh, so yeah it's like headed into diff- little different sections so I'll read out the headings as well um, it's only a shortish one it's the probably one of the longer ones I've written but yeah okay so, so this is passions if you want to read this essay written by our very own Craig Woods then you can head to manifestsimplicity.com forward slash flash 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 forward slash forward slash Passions. passions um and the entire essay will be there for you to read but if you'd like to hear it craig is going to read it for us now go on craig cool passions our passions are enjoyment our projects they enable us to break away from the mundane way work we pursue in our day-to-day as somebody who has had many interests over the years none of them have ever really been a true passion Something I can get my teeth into. Something that no matter what time of the day it is, I would love to do. That has all changed as I dive deeper into my ongoing journey toward minimalism. I quickly discovered what was important to me and what I need to be happy. Happiness is relative. It is different from person to person. And what makes one one individual happy will not necessarily make another happy. When we allow ourselves time to pursue our passions, we can all be happy in our own way. Too easy is it to get stuck in the routine of every day. For me, the routine goes a little something like get up, grab a coffee, read my book, get ready, go to work, rinse and repeat. And in the time I have spare, I like to find enjoyment in pursuing my passions. Passions are important. Research has found that participants who engaged in hobbies were 34% less stressed and 18% less sad during the activities, as well as for some time after. When we allow ourselves to experiment, create, learn, we relieve the stresses of our modern lives and develop a habit for being happy. And who doesn't want that? Life just feels better when you have things in your hours that you want to do. There's moments when time almost has no meaning because we're so happy about what we're doing. The more time you spend in that zone, the better life feels. And that's a quote from Laura Vanderkam. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a productivity expert. Sick. I really, really like that quote. Keep going. So, being smart with your time. Finding yourself with free time is not easy with such busy lives. Be kind to yourself. Instead of laying down and being prey to that episode you're dying to watch on Netflix, make a choice to stand up and do something that will bring you the happiness you deserve. The easy choice is to sit there and stare at a display of moving pictures, but is that really going to bring you happiness? That hit TV show isn't going anywhere anytime soon. By watching, all you're doing is watching somebody else pursue their passion and missing out on the time you could be enjoying yours. Hmm. A lot of what we become passionate about comes from our childhoods. What was it that got you shaking with excitement, consumed every free thought you had and would create a smile at the sheer thought of? For me, it was video games. 
After school, I would run home, sit down in front of the TV with my granddad and enjoy a couple of hours of immersion on our games consoles. Time passed in a heartbeat, but we didn't care because we were enjoying ourselves. We were content in the moment, driven by our excitement for completing each and every level. Identifying your own passions. So over time, our passions may change and develop. Those who make it get to pursue their passions for their work. Quite a lot of time, eh, sorry, quite a lot we find time to procrastinate instead. The thought of starting our project can overwhelm us. That's not a problem. Just try starting small. Write a sentence a day. Take one photograph. Read a page of a book. Money. Now that you've found your passions, of course money can't be ignored, but don't let financial pressures dictate your choices. Money already rules a lot of our lives. It dictates our decisions in life. More often than not, it creates barricades for us to climb over and it certainly shouldn't stop you from enjoying yourself. And don't overdo it. Passions should remain something you enjoy. They should not become your new daily normal and end up in the mundane cycle of modern living. The tip is to mix your passion into your everyday working week. That'll help you break free from the cycle. Keep you refreshed and reduce stress. Whether you engage in a passion for its own sake or as a time filler, self-improvement is a win-win. We can all use a little more of that, regardless of where we find it. Awesome. Finn. Finn. like it when they have that on the end of films. I know, it's good, isn't it? <laughs> Finn. Um, this, uh, this zone thing is like super interesting to me. Um, so in your section entitled, Passions Are Important, there's this quote by Laura Vanderkam that says, there's mo moments where time almost has no meaning because we're so happy about what we're doing. The more time you can spend in that zone, the better life feels. I literally, that is the most like explanatory statement I have read on kind of how the, how the passion system works. Like when you are doing something that you're really, really passionate about, you do forget to check the time. Yeah, you do, 100%. You, for, you forget to check your phone. You forget to, I forget to eat. I forget to sleep. Because you're so focused and happy with what you're doing there and then, you yeah. don't need to check the clock. Yeah, I think it kind of, it's not even that you don't need to, it's that you're so focused and you're, so, not. I mean, sometimes you're not focused, but like, it's like you're so in, engulfed by mm. the project that you're working on or the song or the book or you literally... Everything else zones out. And like you said, you and your granddad, like that, that time like goes in a heartbeat. Yeah, it does. 100%. But it doesn't matter um, because you're doing something that you're like super passionate about. And that's like, I get that with writing. I get that with running. Um, running's a bit different because you're kind of checking your watch every few, yeah. every few minutes to make sure you're... you're... But you're not, I mean, you're not... You're not clock watching, you're not clock watching thinking, oh, I've got to be somewhere at this time. You're... Yeah. you're all right, cool. I've been out for this long, and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you're more timing yourself than anything. I get else. that with songwriting for definite. Like, I have to put eat in my calendar because otherwise I'll forget to do yeah, it. Yeah, when you told me about this, I thought it was mental, but then I understand why. <laughs> yeah, because like if I get caught up doing something like reading or writing a song or something, and my and I don't get interrupted by an alarm that says, uh, "By the way, you've got to leave in an hour and you've not eaten anything all day," mm -hmm. then I will literally go all day without eating because I'll just forget to do it because yeah. I'm doing all the things I love doing. You get caught up. Same with running and writing. Like I get all the same kind of feelings because you're so engulfed in the thing that you're passionate about, mm -hmm. you forget to like check in with yourself <laughs> and like get on with the rest of your normal day, which is which is dangerous, but it's also really, really cool. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of what you've captured here is that it's so important to kind of find as find and spend as much time in that zone 
Um, do you get that with photography? Yeah, a little bit. Um, so when me and Jenna were out at Charlton Water Park uh, the last week or so, we like I was just stopping. I was looking around at everything with different light, yeah, um, different eyes, you and start I was to like, see Ooh. things from a weird perspective. You're like, you, you do. It's would, weird. This because you, I think because you're so like when it, it when the passion kind of takes over your life and your situation, everything then becomes how can this contribute to the thing I really want to do? Yes, like you're out. Same with me when I'm when I'm thinking about music. I'm in a, I'm in an experience, and I'm like, oh, what? Where's the lyric here? Or where's the kind of you're listening out, and you're like, oh, I've caught a melody. Let me record it into my phone so I can go back to it later. Yeah. Like when you're when you're when you've got that passion or that kind of project that you're working on, you do. Yeah, you're customized. Well, JC's the someone right? that does this at work. He was showing me his voice recordings app recently, and he's got so many recordings of just really random stuff like the like a toilet flushing or like Sick. just a sample or he makes the, some pretty uh like some pretty out there music doesn't he? or like the 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 creak of a door or the sla or the the sound of a buzzer ringing like it's just all mad stuff but he sampled it all himself so you think oh i'm going to use that That's cool. and to me i wouldn't think to do something like that yeah. but his passion is trans like it's translated into his everyday life now yeah. and he, he every free thought he gets he's like oh that sounds interesting. I'll record that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he puts his phone to it, records it, and yeah. then he samples it later on when he's got his free time. Mm. So it, he's always li his passion is always on his mind. Yeah, I got the same. I kind of have the same thing in my voice notes. Oh, I okay. Have like a few little demo musical demos of things I'm working on. So like this is like just like a little guitar riff. And like that just came from I was just sat with the guitar and think and kind of just like messing around. I think I was even watching TV at the same time, but I was just like noodling, doing that really annoying thing that guitar people do. <laughs> and then like it just came and I paused it and I just recorded it and then got back <laughs> got back to whatever I was doing. Yeah, because you um, want to remember it, don't you? Yeah, but because because you've got that kind of my goal, like I've set myself a little bit of a goal is just to have an entire album's worth of music ready to go by the end of the year. Um, and because I've kind of got that 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 project or that passion kind of set mm -hmm. and kind of um, I'm, I'm not focusing on it but because I'm aware of it it makes kind of it makes appearances in the rest of your life and yeah like JC he's his the thing he's most passionate about is creating this kind of kind of dancey housey music that he makes yeah he does, like yeah. a little bit industrial um, but he uh, because that's his like the thing that he's not concentrating on, but that kind of overarches his life. When he finds something that can contribute to it, he'll like, well, 100%, take yeah. notice. And the, th the thing with that as well is that links into starting small. Yeah. So yeah, you've got that project where you want to get that done by the end of the year, but start small. Like, a lot of people would, that would overwhelm them and they'd be like, oh, I've got to have this done. And, but just, if you start small, I'll just oh I'll do a little riff a week. Yeah. yeah by yeah. the end of the by you know by the end of summer you might have built up enough to turn into a song to yeah. link together. Uh -huh. To you know you you don't know where you're going with it, but if you start small and you do a little bit of music each day or three four times a week, you'll then build the habit. It'll transition into a habit that you'll just do it in your free time that'll then turn allow you to create the the overall project. Yeah, I think it's the same with like <laughs> with um, writing, like for this blog and for this website. I've had to kind of set myself a, like tw twice a week, I'll sit down for an hour and just write, even if it comes out and it's complete gibberish, 
I will at least I'll have something where mm-hmm. I'll go, oh, this this is kind of this is kind of workable into an idea or into a blog post or into a kind of caption for Instagram or whatever. Um, but if you don't kind of yeah, if you don't start small, then you don't start at all. Yeah. Write that down. Put that. Take that to the bank. If you don't start at all, you, if you don't start small, you ha- you don't start. You forgot it already. I can't remember what it was, but it was very good. So just rewind the podcast like ten seconds and listen to it again. Uh, but uh, no, I, I fully I'm down for that, and I think writing is something I've been getting more into and better at. Um, and I definitely want to do more of it. I just finding time to fit that in, and I, I think an hour a week, something like that, is completely feasible. Yeah. Uh, but I think money puts a lot of people off, which is why I wanted to highlight that factor. So for yeah. me... But this is what we were talking about. When it comes to your your camera... Yes. Right, you're, you don't want to... Um, you don't need to invest in a really expensive no. camera. You've got a phone that kind of will take pictures. Yeah. What it's important for you to do early is to kind of learn the concepts and learn how to frame things and learn how to play with light and mm-hmm. lines and all the things that Michal showed us in that in that walk. Um, right now, having expensive equipment would just make it. the barrier to entry more difficult. Yeah. Because you'd be like, well, I don't know how to use this. Yeah, but I also then need to, I've spent a lot of money on this, so I then need to learn how to do it. And that will become overwhelming because I'll be yeah. like, oh, well, I've got all of this really expensive stuff I don't know how to use. Let's just yeah. wing it. But if I start small and I work my way up, I will always remember starting on my phone and ending on a good camera and then going to an even better camera yeah. years down the line. So. Yeah, so, and it's the same for this music project that I've just started. All of the stuff I've recorded so far and sent to the band to listen to, I have practiced it loads so that I've got it good and then recorded it one take into my phone. Previously, I would have sat down with a laptop in a kind of studio setup and spent hours crafting a like, really nice demo. Um, it's kind of freeing to have to do it this way around because I don't have a laptop anymore mm-hmm. and my laptop died. I don't have a computer to record it all into, so I'm having to get good instead of yeah. like, I, I'm having to get good at the thing I'm passionate about instead of kind of hiding behind all the gear. Um, and that's the same for your camera. You're yeah. gonna, you'll have to get good at photography before, you're, before you'll allow yourself to commit yeah. to spending lots of money. So it makes complete sense. Yeah. Same with the badminton. If we'd have went to badminton and all bought expensive rackets and then only played once or realized we were rubbish or that we didn't enjoy it anymore, what a waste. Well, I did a similar thing. I mean, I'm really into ice hockey. I love, as a sport, ice hockey is my sport I love. And I used to skate as a kid and a couple of my friends started going skating again and really enjoyed it. One of them unfortunately got injured and hasn't been back properly since. But me and my other friend went and we went to a few hockey practices and we were getting Sick. we were getting good. Oh, yeah, you know, we were this. getting into it. This is like last and year, I've right? still got yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I've still got my skates at home and I will still go, but for me it's not as important as something like the photography. When I put it into the perspective, I spent what, sixty, seventy pounds on some skates. Yeah. Which I can continue to use, no problem. Yeah. But I'm more passionate about and I can go skating once, twice, three times a week whenever I want. But I'm more interested in doing the photography side of things because it's more accessible to me and it's more of what I'm passionate about. Right, yeah. And one of the things that James Clear James Clear talks about in Atomic Habits is um obviously making it satisfying, but also making it 
something that you're uniquely adapted to. Right, okay. So he talks about genes and he talks about Michael Phelps specifically and he talks about how Michael Phelps is genetically engineered to be an amazing swimmer. Right, yeah. And he compares him to a 1,500-meter runner. Oh, yeah, that's my old event. I used to do that back in the day. So he compares him and he says... Would Michael Phelps be any good at running the 1500 meters? I highly doubt it. He's no, not built right for he's it. He's not built for that. But then put a 1500 meter swimmer into the. Um, put him into the swimming pool also wouldn't be as good because not of his body build. His yeah. genes do not allow him to, to be a great yeah. swimmer. And that's so, the same for our passions and our habits. Yeah. Like some people, like you, but also you may have also been. Surrounded by music, a lot of your friends are yeah. into music. You're I was un- I was it. uniquely adapted to 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 play music. Yeah. Everyone everyone in my family is musical. And my dad's an artist. Like he's fantastic at drawing. He's such a good sketch artist. It's it's, it's brilliant. And for me, that inspired me as a kid, which got me into art and illustration. But I was nowhere near as good at it as he was. Mm-hmm. So I settled for photography. Still creative. But I've settled for t- photography. I've, I've settled for taking an amazing image, not drawing one myself anymore. Right, yeah. So that for me was what did it. Yeah, and I think it's kind of, it, <clears throat> it's interesting because like I have, I have always been one of those people who has tried lots of different things. Um, I felt like I've been, I've been pretty good at a lot of things, um, but I've only ever been really good at one thing, and that's writing songs. It's like a natural talent for yeah. you, but you're really good at writing as well. So your writing's really good. So your songwriting will also yeah, it and it all, inf- it all informs it all informs each other. Um, your your like growing up doing graphic design and drawing will inform your understanding of how a good image looks. Yeah, and how kind of light and color and that kind of the, the aspects that, that colors have. that go well blend exactly and... like that stuff all plays into this new passion. Um, and yeah, it's about kind of, yeah, kind of tailoring, using the skills you have to develop the skill you want to get good at. Yeah. And don't, don't try. So I thought of this earlier, earlier today when I was thinking about the passions podcast and there was a game I used to play on my phone called Clash Royale. And I loved that game. I got so into it. It was so fun to play. It's like a little card collecting game. And right, you, yeah. It's like a little tower defense one, but you collect the troops by their like card system based. Okay. Uh, and you collect them. There's different rarities. There's common all the way up to legendary things like that. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. the game was great. It took some skill. Uh, the, the higher up the, the trophy list you got, the more skill was involved with it and yeah, using yeah, certain yeah. cards and stuff. Uh-huh. And for me, Grinding to that legendary arena was fantastic, but the moment I got there, I realized I didn't have the skill or the passion or the time yeah. to stay there. Yeah, yeah. And then the same company released a game called Brawl Stars, which you've seen me play on my phone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just like a little 3v3, you choose a little brawler character and you, you're in control of them. Yeah. That I am naturally better and enjoy more. I, I'm naturally better at and I enjoy it far more than the other game. So I'm not gonna pursue, I'm not gonna waste time pursuing Clash Royale when I can spend time enjoying and being sort of naturally good at the other yeah. game. And I, I think it's identifying that. Yeah. Some people continue pers- to pursue things that they're not necessarily naturally good at and they struggle with it and then they give up with it and they lose the passion for it. Yeah, You need to identify what you're naturally good at but also can enjoy as a passion. Yeah, I think there's an argument for both because it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, I think, you're, I think you're right, for sure. Like, you, you, if, you're, if you are... A, if you are predisposed to being very tall and 
good at throwing a sphere through a hoop, you should probably pursue a sport of the of a like kind. Basketball. It's basketball. Um, if you are um, as tall and very good at throwing a small sphere through a hoop, should you become a ballroom dancer? Maybe. Yeah, there's nothing stopping there's you. There's nothing stopping You're you. You're not going to be as good at it as potentially someone else. Yeah, so I is... think I think there's an argument for both. Like, yes, pursue the things that you were born, like you were, that you feel like are like your natural thing because they're, because you're, because you're, predisposed to being good at them it's going to feel much better and you're going to get much further i think no that's your part, limitations that's part number one part number two is i feel like there's an argument for also challenging yourself at some things you're not brilliant at i don't think that i am particularly brilliant at um running i'm not a natural athlete mm -hmm. really like I'm, I'll try very hard and I'll train hard and I'll and I'll go and do all the things that you're supposed to do to become an athlete. I don't think I'm a natural runner, mm -hmm. but I like it because it's a challenge. Oh, I yeah. like it because I'm not brilliant at it. Yeah, yeah. And because that means I have to work really hard to get good at it. Um, and then when you achieve, like obviously I'm not going to win all the time. I used to win races when I was younger, but now I'm getting older and people have been training longer and I've had more time off and eaten more donuts. I am it's less likely that I'm going to succeed when I do, because I know how hard that work has been to get there. It means so much more. Yeah. So there's a combination of the two. It's like, yes, there is, there is something that you were born to do or that you were destined to do and that you should pursue that. And don't, don't forsake it because it's the easy route. Like if you are good at songwriting, then you should be writing songs because that's what you were designed to do. Yeah, but also, don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself 100%, but also like if, you're, if there's something that you're maybe not quite as good at and it's not a natural skill for you, that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it, it just means it's gonna be a harder road to get. Yeah, and I think on with the second point, it's about knowing your limitations. Yeah. So if you're, let's say, five foot 10 and you wanna dunk a basketball on a standard ten, basketball. 10 foot rim. Yeah. You, let's be realistic, that's more than likely not going to happen. Yeah. And it's not to say you can't try and try and try and try, yeah. but I think you've then got to realise, well, you know what, I'm probably not going to be able to do this. It's, I think it's... But you can't... It doesn't mean you won't be a great basketball player. Yes, I think the the analogy, continuing the running analogy, is like I can, excuse me, go and do a regional race and do quite well and come in the, and come yeah. in the top 10. But I should probably not try and go and win the London Marathon because there is someone i.e. Mo Farah, who was designed to do that, and he's gonna be he's gonna be better at it than I am. That doesn't mean I can't be as good as I can be at it. Maybe as good as I can be at it is to win a regional race. Yeah, exactly. And you know that that's your limitation. You're, yeah. You've not set yourself a goal win the London Marathon yeah. because it's unrealistic. It's not. It's out of your your scope unless you were to train as good as Mo Farah and to grow up in Somalia and train at altitude for six months of the year and like. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's not just the fact that he trains hardest. He is. Genetic. Well, no, yeah, but he's designed his environment. His environment is designed for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yours was designed. For I'd you like to see him write a flaming song though. Mate. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, Mo. Come on, Mo. Get down here, and I'll challenge you to a write a song write off. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think I think there's, and I think not overdoing it. The final point I make, yeah, in the thing is, I was gonna say, yeah, there's kind of it's it's kind of 
yes, you want it to over, this is what we we're just talking about. You don't, you don't want it to become the thing that you solely focus on. Yeah. I could spend all my time writing music, but I like to get out in nature and I also like to like look after my kids and go to the park yeah. and I like to uh, sit and drink coffee in the sunshine. Like there are lots of other things I enjoy doing. Yeah. If I forsake all of that stuff and just write music, mm. that's not a healthy way to be going about it. Yeah, because it. you'll start to dislike doing it. Like, oh, spare time, more music, got yeah. to do. And it's, now, this, you don't have to do it, this, you want to do this it. Have, this I have actually experienced, and this is the reason I've not written music for the last kind of six or seven years okay. that, I, that I actually cared about or actually had any meaning, was because I kind of turned music into my job and I was writing songs for briefs. So you'd get sent a brief and you would then, they'd say, oh, we want it to sound like this and we want it to have this theme. And you'd write it and you'd send it back. And that was my job. My job was to write music and to send it off to other people so that they could use it. Mm -hmm. um, I also was playing in lots of other bands and doing lots of other cool musical things. But what it did was it turned music into, because I was doing it so much, I kind of lost that kind of, connection to it and I lost the passion for it yeah it took me stepping away from it completely to kind of refine that and it took me also simplifying the process of approaching it in order to make it accessible again if I then if having taken six years off from writing music um I jumped straight back in and I bought a big studio setup again and I was back doing big productions I would immediately snap back into that mode where my brain goes this is work yeah. and you should be it should sound like this and these are the presets you used to use and you know how to make it sound like that so do it like I like now that the way I'm writing is so simple I'm forced to um, get good again and to focus on it from a like really organic songwriter perspective and none of that extra nonsense is in the way and that like the don't overdo it is massive because if you overdo it you can you run the risk of it becoming a chore and not something that you're super passionate about yeah and you certainly don't want to spread yourself on the opposite too thin and you don't want to try and do too many passions and burn yourself out on all of them yeah like, maybe select the top three that you enjoy like i love video games yeah. still still love video games still love photography and hockey's a hobby, you know, my yeah. skating's a hobby. I'm not, it's probably the one I'm pursuing the least, but yeah. I play my video games, they're at home and I do my photography when I when I can and I'm out and about. Like yeah. I try and take a picture a day and edit. And that's just the thing I'm into at the moment. So mm. maybe I, not post it anywhere, but like you with the writing, I might write yeah. it and then do it. Yeah, I think the, the, the we did this without knowing what we were doing when we started this blog and when we started this podcast. Yeah, Because yeah. we said to ourselves, Right, we wanna we wanna have a website. Cool. Let's do a website. We yep. made a website. We wanna do a podcast. We wanna have a blog. We wanna start a YouTube channel. We wanna make a movie. We wanna go out and do speaking tours. We wanna write a book. We wanna inspire people. We wanna donate to charity. We wanna go start a charity. We wanna help build a school. We wanna that we had so many things going on that if we'd have tried to attack all of them at once, we'd have gone, this is far too hard, let's give up. Yeah. But we committed ourselves this year to getting the website running and getting really good at podcasting. Yeah. If we had added all that other stuff in, we would have been spreading ourselves too thin. The website is great. It's really simple. There's, there's work to be done on it because it's not quite where we both, I think we both want it to be. Correct. But we've got it up and running and we're getting good at this podcasting thing. Spreading the word early on. Correct. So yeah. that next year, I mean, the goal, we don't want to say too much, but the goal next year, isn't it, is to 
review this year and then get hammering it a little bit more once yeah. we know where we're at. Correct. Um, we and know I, our record schedule. We know what we do. We know how we do it. So that'll be the habit. Yeah. This is because this, this, this is our habit now, where we we have got pretty efficient at this, um, and we're getting good at I think kind of making this a priority, which is awesome, and I'm really enjoying it. And the blog's going well, and we're both writing well, and it's nice to see ourselves developing. That that being said, if we'd have then taken on a YouTube channel and writing yeah. a book and starting a i don't know i don't know like a tour thing or starting a minimalism group in manchester or like we could have taken on so much more but it's there is an argument for quality over quantity when it comes to passions yeah i i completely agree 100%. completely agree very 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 good craig this i think this is the best thing you've ever written thanks mick well you're very good you're getting very good we have to start practicing <laughs> okay so ask reddit it's time for almost everyone's favorite part of the show ask reddit it's time for ask reddit ask reddit okay so if you have reddit go to reddit type in ask reddit that's what we're talking about yeah <laughs> okay so now that we've just discussed talking about passions what's the best way to find something you're passionate about that's my question what is the best way to find something you're passionate about? Uh, I think with me and the photography side of things, it was to to review how I felt while doing it. And okay. I'd never taken account or taken stock of how I enjoyed photography before. And only when sort of thinking, what do I actually really enjoy doing? Because there's a lot that you can do and you can call it a hobby, a passion, a, an enjoyment, time filler, whatever you want to call it. But... If you don't get enjoyment from it, is it really a passion? Yeah. Is it, it? Does it take up every free thought you have? Yeah. Like every free thought I sort of get at the moment, I'm thinking about photography. I'm thinking about the camera I want to get. I'm thinking about where to get it from. I'm thinking about why I want it. What's better than that over the other ones? I'm getting advice, feedback, reviews. Yeah. So it has taken up a lot of thought in my mind. So, but when I look back at historically, I always enjoyed photography. I've all I, I going through March memories. Yeah. The the monthly challenge we did for March. Looking through, I'd taken so many old photos, like just black and white photos or snapshotted something cool that I'd seen, like a piece of art on the wall or a cool building. And yeah, yeah. So I was always into it. Yeah. Subconsciously, I think I've always just been like, oh, whatever. It's and about making it a focus now. Isn't it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's about identifying it. But I, I identified it by just looking historically at what something I'd always done and how it made me feel and how I yeah. enjoyed it. Uh-huh. Um, so I think, yeah, you have to, I think it's about trying. Like, how are you going to know if it's your passion if you don't give it a go first? Yeah, and I think that's what I what I referred back to in the essay was how I've had a lot of passion passions in bunny ears over the bunny years, yeah. um, and I've done a lot of different stuff. I've tried a lot of different stuff, and it was fun for about a month, and then it was just not a passion anymore. It wasn't right. a it wasn't enjoyment anymore. It was either work or it was too time consuming and I did, I felt the need to not want to do it anymore because yeah. it wasn't as fun and mm. but it's about dwindling now like music for me I, I don't want to write music I'm not very good at it I don't think I'd want to try it yeah. but I've played drums I've played bass I enjoyed them yeah. but they weren't I didn't get excited I didn't get giddy when I picked them up on yeah. the sticks or you know mm -hmm. but for you it's the opposite yeah I think it's kind of yeah you kind <laughs> of have to give those things a go 
but also you have to be yeah it's about being realistic like if i had picked up a guitar for the first time and expected to write stairway to heaven like you're just going to be disappointed you have to start where you're at and work to get to where you want to be but you have to have that drive to get there yeah as well. and, and I, have to I, have the if i if i had never picked up a guitar would i have discovered songwriting probably but i would have discovered it a different way because i would have played piano or would have written drum pans or like it kind of you, if you give it like if you give something a go and it feels really really good is this something if there's something there and you can kind of feel it mm -hmm. then you kind of are doing yourself a disservice if you don't chase it down a little bit yeah so. or even just do a little bit of research into it allow yourself to explore it yeah and you'll know whether you'll enjoy it as a passion or not yeah um i always got inspired by what other people were doing um, when i first got into things like skateboarding it was because i was watching people skateboard mm -hmm. and i was like wow like it's amazing how the, the physics of it works and kind of how do they how do the, they jump up in the air and the skateboard comes with them and how would you get the board to flip over and like i was fascinated by how it all worked and kind of how cool it seemed and, yeah and then you give it a go and you're like oh yeah okay cool this is really cool but it didn't become a passion because yeah, it I wasn't something i i enjoyed it and i, I my favorite bit was just like rolling around and kind of yeah, kind of just feeling the road underneath the skateboard and then kind of working out how to make it do things. Yeah. Um, but it never became a passion to a point where I was like, right, I'm ready for this to be everything I think about. You'd sort of scratched the itch, so it were. Yeah. You, you, the itch wasn't constantly there. You, you'd scratched it and it was fun, but yeah. you, you, you identified that you preferred watching people skateboard and how cool that was yeah. over doing it yourself. It made, the thing is, it made me want to go and do it. You know when you watch mm. something real, like when I watch a live concert, it makes me want to go and play in a band. Well, it's same when I watch ice hockey. I There's nothing more I'd love to, like, tie up a pair of skates, get some armor on and go on the, go on the rink with those guys and like yeah. just start smashing some hockey pucks around. Like smashing, I'd, I'd love Smashing it. pucks. <laughs> smashing pucks, mate. I don't give a puck. No, puck, um, no pucks given. But yeah, I'd love to, there's nothing more I'd love to be on the ice doing that or surrounded yeah. by all those fans chanting and getting stuck in and yeah. um, winning a game would be, it would feel incredible. But I, having done it and practiced it, yeah. Um, as little as me and my friend did it, I was like, yeah, this is fun, but for me, it's just not, yeah, it's not I prefer watching it yeah, 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 and, yeah. and enjoying the team that I'm watching than yeah. I do doing it, like starting from scratch and doing it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, so uh, there's lots of answers to this question, but I think it's about yeah. walking down the road until it feels like you're on your way somewhere good and then kind of just not giving yourself an opportunity to give up on it straight away and kind of just pushing yourself through the kind of tough bit at the beginning mm. in the hope that you'll find something that really clicks with you. And if it doesn't, at least you know you gave it a shot. Um, yeah. You went out and skateboarded and it didn't feel quite right or it wasn't something that kind of stuck with you forever. Yeah, you weren't desperate that's, to do it again straight away. You, you gave it a shot, so that was fine. Uh, my one is completely unrelated it, to the top. It is completely unrelated. Okay, so you're kidnapped. Yep. And you have to win a board game to get released. What do you pick? Well, I like that you've put Monopoly because it takes forever. Literally. But, yeah, but... Now the thing... You have to win the game to get released. You're just going to be kidnapped forever. Think about this, right? You've got to pick a game that you're good at. Can you be good at Monopoly? No, you can't. But this is what the person on Reddit said, right? Oh, go on. They said they play Monopoly until the kidnapper dies. <laughs> oh, right, okay. <laughs> because it lasts forever. <laughs> you just keep going round. Oh, yep. Yeah. Put her. 
put a second hotel. <laughs> and when they're when you're about to take all their money, or when they're about to when you're about to take they're about to take all your money, just like rob the bank and go to jail. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, Monopoly is banned in our house. Too competitive. It's because it's no skill involved. It's just down to your role. Like someone said to me the other day that dice rolling is a skill. It's not, bruv. It's not. Not a chance. Chance. See what I did there. Ooh. That's a monopoly pun for you, you monopoly heads out there. Um, <laughs> not an intentional one way. Yeah. May we add that? Yeah. May, may I add it? Was a completely unintentional pun. Um, but yeah, monopoly's got no skill involved, so I feel like it'd be difficult. However, I now this is a big claim to make. Right, a big claim. I think I could be almost anyone at Ooh. Bananagrams. Oh, you, yeah, I heard all about your Bananagramming. <laughs> okay, so Bananagrams, for people who don't know. I didn't know. Okay, it's like Scrabble, right? So you're, you're spelling words with tiles, but you, there's no board, so you just spell directly onto the table, and um, you don't wait for anyone else to have their turn. So you take 10 letters at the beginning, you spell them out into words that all connect to each other, and when you've got rid of all your letters, you shout peel, and everyone has to take two from the middle. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's not funny. It's, very, it's a very serious game. It's not. You take two from the middle, you then add those in. If you have to rearrange your set to get them in, then that's what you have to do. Um, and if you want to get rid of a tricky letter that you don't want, you put it back in the middle, you, sh you say dump, and then you have to take three to replace it. Is the... Yeah, it is comes that, in it a banana packet. That's right. It becomes like a banana pencil case. Um, I am very, very good at this game. So do you get like a little board you have to put your pieces in? No, there's no board. You spell directly onto the table. Oh, like this. Yeah, oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. So you just spell out your letters. When you get rid of them all, you shout peel and you take two more. Um, when oh, you, this sounds fun. When you get to the end, you shout bananagrams and you're the winner. So me and, uh, speaking of board games, me, every Christmas, uh, me, Jenna and her mum play a board game in the in the kitchen. And we normally play, have you ever heard of Frustration? Oh my God, the one where you pop the thing in the Yes. Middle. Is that where you got that noise from? Probably. <laughs> uh, uh, but we 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 See, really again, enjoy no it. skill. No skill involved. No, you just pop and so Jenna's mum. Don't play that when you've been kidnapped. Jenna's mum is fantastic at that game. No, 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 you no, can't she be is, you can't be fantastic at she it. She is though. It's chance. She she literally rolled. So you have to get a six to get a piece out. Yeah. She rolled three sixes in a row and won all three games we played last year. So I just kept popping sixes and getting all the pieces out. I'd be right near the end. She'd frustrate the shit out of me and yeah. she'd just get me. Frustration you. Frustrate me. Um, now, I can imagine... But uh, then we also play Monopoly and she gets very competitive. Monopoly, again, no skill involved. The mm. only skill would be to, like, whether you whether or not you're going to buy the house that you've... La the, the, the location that you've landed on. Yeah. And how much you're going to sell it And to. I think once you work out where the best houses are to buy... Yeah. Like and, and people say, well, there aren't any best ones. The the blue ones at the end are the best. And they're like, well, no, because there's less chance of someone landing on one of them than there is yeah. at all the others. Mayfair and Pall Mall or whatever it is. Uh, Mayfair and... Park Lane. Park Lane, yeah. That's the one. Um, whereas I always found buying the first ones just past go are the best ones to get. Because the Old Kent Road and something I else. I can't remember. What I can't remember. Report. If you can name all of the the places on a Monopoly board... Um, well done. Well, you're you're a nerd. 
Uh, <laughs> find it because you pass go and you'll normally mostly land yeah, but on no, them. But no skill involved. Yeah. There's no skill involved. But what, like, I think once you work that out. Bananagrams, skill involved. Skill involved. Trivial pursuit. Mm, wasn't a big fan. Risk. Risk is good. Um, now, if you want a good board games podcast, there's a board games podcast. Manifest Simplicity. No, we're not a board game podcast now. Um, uh, Shuffle and Play, it's called. Um, my friend Alex um, and his friend Ben run a podcast where they talk about board games. Oh. And it is like super in-depth. Um, they are, they're nerds. <laughs> they're nerds. We're going to warn you now, listeners. Listen, they're listen. They're nerds, right? Um, but their podcast is sick. I don't play board games and I love their podcast. Except Bananagrams. Yeah, I will murder people at Bananagrams. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. That never want to play that game with you. You'll slip up on my peel out here, bro. Yeah? <laughs> wow. Because I will I will skin you alive at Banana Grams. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And on that note, uh, we're done. So remember, if you want to lose at Banana Grams, come, f- come find me. Don't don't pl- or if you want to die, don't play it with Mick. Yeah, if you want if you're if you kidnap me, don't let me select Banana Grams, bruv. Yeah? Because you're going down. Um Remember that you can pursue your passions. There's always something that you could be doing. Um, And we hope that you find your passion and that you turn it into something amazing. Yes, we do. Yes. Wonderful. Right. It's time for us to get back to the real world, but we'll see you next time on Manifest Simplicity. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave us a five-star review in your podcast app. You know where you're listening to it right now. Click on the, like, leave a review Click five stars. If it's out of five, click five. If it's out of ten, click ten. Which one's out of ten? Out of ten's mental. It's yeah, I don't five. think many people out of five. Out of um, that would be that would be great. But here's another challenge for you. Same challenge as last week. Tell someone about the podcast right now. Click share on the podcast app that you're listening to, and just email it or like text it to a friend and be like, "Hey, just listen to this podcast. They talk about bananagrams and, <laughs> and passions, and I feel like you'd like it." It's about pursuing your passions. Um, give it a listen. That would be really, really helpful for us. If you want to read more things we've written, head to the blog at manifestsimplicity.com. And if you want to keep up with our daily lives, you can find us on social media by searching Manifest Simplicity. Um, it, we're almost finished with the um, Daily Dose of Detox Mindfulness Month. Flaming. That was, yeah, that was a tw- tongue twister. Yeah, I got it out though. You did? Nailing That's it. That's what she said. Uh, no, she didn't. Um, then uh, we're almost we're almost finished with this monthly challenge, which means a new challenge is on its way at some point soon. So if you want to sign up, head to the website, manifestsimplicity.com, put your email address in the little box, click sign up, and I'll email you the next month's challenge. But we don't spam, we don't like ads, and we don't clutter your inbox. Yeah, so you won't get anything from us that isn't an intentional email directed almost directly at you. Um, so yeah, we're not going to send you any adverts or any nonsense like that. So nope. You can you can add us to your inbox in safe in the knowledge we won't send you any shite. Bye! Um, just quickly, remember when your life is simple you allow space for your brain to work, for your heart to explore and for your mind to be creative. Simple isn't always easy but it's always more fulfilling. Yes it is. Thank you.